0: Welcome to the Troll is Life Fantasy Football Podcast, where we give tips, tricks, and advice to win your league. And here's your host, the Troll Board. You know me, I don't need no introduction and shit. Welcome to the Troll is Life Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Schultz. I'm joined today with Casey Hood. What's going on, Casey? Uh, Nothing much,
1: man. Uh, just a little under the weather, so if you hear me sniff sneeze man i just got a little cold but i'm ready to talk some football
0: no hell yeah man um all right let's dive right into it um first thing i want to know um what is the most overrated sports movie to you
1: Whew, man you're asking tough questions out the gate uh most overrated sports movie to me man that's a good one um I'm gonna have to say, people might hate me for this, man, but I'm kind—I'm kind of not a loving basketball fan. I mean, everybody loves that movie, but it's an okay movie to me. I think it's a little overrated.
0: Okay, okay. Um, I'm not a big fan of Rudy. Um, Rudy can go to hell. Um, screw Rudy. That movie was stupid to me. He was five foot one, one hundred and eighty pounds. Um, no way he's making the Notre Dame squad. Um, get out of here with that shit. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, I want to go over a few things with you. Um, let's do over or under, over or under. Lashawn McCoy, ten total touchdowns this year. Over. Over. Okay. Okay. Wow. Um, over or under Le'Veon Bell playing 14 games?
1: Over. I think he's going to play good this season. Uh, I'm going to say over. And that's a little biased because I want him to play over because I'm a Steelers fan. But <laughs> I really do think it's over.
0: Okay. Who leads the New Orleans backfield in rushing this year? Mark Ingram or or um, Kamara?
1: You know, with Mark Ingram sitting out four games, I'm still going to say Mark Ingram will lead them in rushing. I think Kamara will have a head start, but I think uh, he'll get more of the running. uh, A few more carries. Uh, Man, that's risky, though, but I'm going to say – I'm going to make a bold prediction to say Ingram.
0: Okay, who leads the Baltimore Ravens running back core? Um, Collins. um, Who else we got there? Dixon or um, Buck Allen?
1: I think Collins. I think uh if Baltimore stays consistent and uh keeps feeding the man the ball, I'm going to say Collins.
0: Okay, over or under 105 receptions for Antonio Brown.
1: I'm going to say over for sure. Over. I mean, Big, Big Ben has to stay healthy, but I'm 105 man that that that's cake work for Antonio Brown.
0: Okay, okay. Um over or under Mm, here, here we go. Over, under six touchdowns for Jarvis Landry.
1: Oh man, that's over, man. I, I, I think he's, he's gonna get ten touchdowns. Oh,
0: so I you're, think. you're all in with the Browns.
1: No, I'm not. I'm not all in with the Browns. But uh, after seeing a short, short drive with just Tyrod and Jarvis working together, and that's what they've been talking about is their chemistry, and it sure looked good. So I think. Uh, I actually think Landry will be the leading receiver in um, Cleveland.
0: Okay, okay. Is Duke Johnson the number two receiver there?
1: No, I'll say three. As long as Gordon plays, I say three. But if Gordon Gordon does not get on track and something happens to come up with all his concerns off the field, that's very likely that he could be number two in receptions, but – I'm just going to sit there – I'm going to say Des Bryant's going to come as well because he's visiting for a reason. So, I'm not going to say he's going to be two, no.
0: Okay. Um. Over under A.J. Green, 1,000 yards this year?
1: Over, man. I mean, I can't believe he had under last year. Didn't he have barely under 1,000 last year or didn't he have 1,000?
0: I'm on Pro Football Reference. It says he has 1,078.
1: Yeah, man. He's going he's over 1000, man. He probably got 3 to 3 to 4 more years over 1000.
0: Okay. Um who finishes higher this year? Matt Ryan or Drew Brees?
1: Ooh, that's a good one. Uh give me uh give me Drew Brees. I mean, they both have two very good running backs. I know they like to get him the ball, but give me Drew Brees, man. I think Sean Payton just is in love with the passing game more than Atlanta's offensive coordinator.
0: Okay. Um Matthew Stafford or Kirk Cousins.
1: Man, that's another good one. Uh I I'm a big Matthew Stafford fan. Um Kirk Cousins has uh Dalvin Cook, so I think they might lean on the run a little more. I'm gonna say uh I'm gonna say Matthew Stafford. Passing yards?
0: Um, just finishing um, fantasy-wise.
1: Oh, uh, Kirk Cousins. I think he gets more touchdowns than Stafford.
0: Okay, okay. Um, let's go one more. Um, who you got finishing better, Tyreek Hill or Stephon Diggs?
1: Oh. Man, are you coming up with these questions by yourself? Because they're damn good questions.
0: This is right off the top here.
1: Man, these are great questions. Uh, Those are good comparisons, man. Uh, I think fantasy points, why I think Tyreek Hill will have more, especially if you're counting the return game. But um, most of the leagues don't really count return game, well, leagues that I'm in. I'm still going to say Tyreek Hill over Diggs because Diggs has to share with uh not just a tight end, but he has to share with Thielen as well. I think Kansas City just has Kelsey and Hill for, um, you know, they're, they're going to have the explosive plays in the passing game.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, let's jump right into the NFC um, on this episode. Uh, let's go with NFC East. Um, probably the most interesting division in the NFC. Not the toughest, but the most interesting to me. Um, let's go with the New York Giants. I think that offense is loaded now with Odell Beckham Jr. healthy. Um, Saquon Barkley's coming in. You got Sterling, Evan Ingram has another year under his belt. Uh, what do you think of that offense?
1: Man, I, I, I'm still concerned about the line, but there is so much fantasy value in that offense. Um, like I said, that's, re- that's one of the reasons why I don't know if Odell will finish top five, just because he has to share this year, with uh, the likes of Saquon Barkley, um, Evan Ingram, and I mean Sterling Shepard, I, I think a lot of people write off Sterling Shepard. I've mentioned that before. I think he is uh, a good second receiver to have to somebody that's going to attract so much attention, like Odell Beckham, and then Evan Ingram running the middle. I think I think Shepard to have a good year. I I, I like New York's players um, as far as fantasy wise. But I just I think it's gonna be every week. You don't know which one's gonna have the bigger week, if you know what I mean. On paper, we can all say Odell, but I like um, I like uh, New York's offense as far as a couple fantasy uh, weapons.
0: Okay, um, I think that offense is gonna look great. Um, every time we've seen Odell, he has looked phenomenal. I mean, we're talking last year because he was hurt was. His only down year. Every other year, over 1,300 yards. um, Touchdown-wise, he's been in the double digits every year since last year. Um, Catch rate is right around 60% each year. I mean, just a great wide receiver. Um, Like I said, top five in the league. Can do it all. Um, Saquon Barkley, I was really impressed with the preseason. Um, I think the downfall for, for this team will be that line. Um, the left side of that line to me is pretty solid, but also Eli Manning. Uh,
1: are, uh, are you questioning Eli Manning or are you using him as as a stepping stone to explain why New York would be great? I'm asking that question to you.
0: Um, I think Eli Manning, if he struggles like he – sometimes does i think that now i think the offense will go as eli goes
1: yes um a lot of people you know a lot of people are not a big fan of eli manning uh, he's one of them quarterbacks that'll go out there and get you a 350 yard game three touchdowns or get you a 189 yard game one touchdown three interceptions i do agree his consistency is a little little shaky so i, I definitely agree with New York goes as far as Eli takes them. But come on man, Eli's resume is top top 7 in the league right now as quarterbacks. I mean, well, nobody there's Hall not quarterbacks. What's that?
0: Hall of Famer right there.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's a good point and and people forget. I mean, you can barely name a how many quarterbacks in the NFL right now has two Super Bowls? Big Ben, Tom Brady. Eli, Eli Manning, am I correct?
0: Yeah, very true. I believe so. Right now in the league, he's um, that's the three right there.
1: I mean, uh, that speaks for itself. So I, I, I'm not – Eli's definitely aging. He's definitely uh, – never has really been mobile. But uh, I think if he gets some protection, man, I do think Eli can have a good season and the Giants could possibly get into a wild card position. I know a lot of people picked him to go to the Super Bowl last year. Definitely the playoffs, but I think when o- Odell Beckham went down, that kind of went out the window. But uh, New York Giants are a quietly decent team that I do think has a chance to make a wild-card playoff berth this year.
0: Okay, um, let's move on to Washington. Um, got a new quarterback in Alex Smith. Um, big injury for the running back, guys. Um I'm predicting that Rob Kelly is going to be the running back there for now. Um, he will take first and second down work, also with P. Ryan. Chris Thompson will do his thing on third down work. I'm interested to see if they bring in another running back. Um, they also got Jamison Crowder, Josh Doxon, Vernon Davis there at tight end. Let's see if Jordan Reed can stay healthy. If Jordan Reed can stay healthy, he's top six tight end in the league. I see Josh Doxson stepping up and being the number one rise wide receiver for this team this year, a nice deep threat for Alex Smith. Uh, even though I believe Alex Smith is not a deep ball thrower accurate on deep balls, but he's more of a dink and dunk type quarterback to me. Um, what do you think of this offense this year?
1: Uh, that kind of leads right into my first point. I was going to tell you, I disagree with Doxon being the number one receiver. I think he will line up as the number one receiver, but I think Jameson Crowder will be the number one receiver as far as catches and targets, simply because what you said, Alex Smith is a great dink and dunk passer, and we've seen that with Tyreek Hill, so I think Crowder running the slot, I mean, Crowder was dinged up last year. He played a lot of games, actually, with the bad hamstring, I want to say, or it might have been a quad, one of them, but I think Crowder will be the number one receiver as far as fantasy-wise. Uh, I do like Alex Smith in uh, Washington, though. I mean, to lose Kirk Cousins and get Alex Smith, I don't think that's a bad deal for them. Uh, running back situation with Geis Hurt, that that definitely is scary. I mean, you got your rookie running back you invested a lot into. Uh, to For him to tear his ACL uh, first week of preseason is really, really bad for Washington. Um uh, I think P. Ryan will eventually win the job. I do think Rob Kelly will get probably the first crack at it. Um, and you, it's interesting you brought up about calling a running back. I mentioned this the other day actually on the troll board. Uh, maybe they should call DeMarco Murray. I mean, I don't know if DeMarco's set on retiring because he wants to retire or nobody wanted to give him a look. I just think maybe that would be a good situation for him if he wants to – uh, you know, a paycheck, or he still wants to play, I think uh, he can step in right away and probably take the first and second down duties from the mother two backs. Uh, I like Washington uh, offensively, uh, fantasy wise as well. I think uh, I don't think they'll make the playoffs. And I do agree with Jordan Reed. I've yet to see him play 16 games, so it's good they have Vernon Davis. Uh, Washington is probably a six win team to me right now but I do think there is some fantasy value.
0: Okay. Um, the most valuable person to me on that team this year, um, Chris Thompson. I, I really like Thompson there. Um, he was either a between a running back number one to flex option 10 times last year. Um, I'm definitely taking that, especially where he's going. Um, no doubt in my mind, that's someone that I would love to have.
1: Uh, yeah, I like Thompson. I think Thompson, Thompson actually, you know, people might look at what you just said and laugh, but he was a running back one at times last year. I think he had over 20 points probably like four or five, six games. Uh, he he caught some long, he caught some passes out the backfield and took them the distance a lot last year. I like Thompson. Um, I still, I'm still going to lean towards Crowder as the number one threat in Washington. I just think Alex Smith will get him the ball working them underneath routes. And uh, barring injury, I think Crowder will – I'm not going to say 100 catches. I'm not even going to say 90, but I think he'll have over 80.
0: Okay. Um, let's move on to Dallas. Um, when it comes to Dallas there, I mean, we have Dak. um I'm not going to lie. I think Dak is overrated. Facts. Um, Zeke Elliott, I think Zeke is a top three back. Um, he has potential to be the number one back in the league. Alan Hearns, I'm not too impressed. Cole Beasley, undersized. Um, Terrence Williams never really impressed me. Um, Michael Gallup, I really like. Um that guy, I think, will be their number one wide receiver this year. I agree with you on that.
1: I uh, recently talked about the Dallas Cowboys in one of my own separate podcasts, and I, I questioned them. I said uh, they let Des Bryant walk, and they didn't really replace him. I mean, Alan Hearns, you're, you're absolutely right. He's a, I don't even know if you can call him a receiver three in fantasy football. I think he had a couple where he was. Uh, I do like Michael Gallup to take the uh, number one receiver role in Dallas. I don't know too much about the kid, uh, to be quite honest with you. He had a pretty good preseason debut. Uh, Dak is definitely overrated. I called the sophomore slump last year. I just think he uh, lacks I think he lacks his reads. I think after his first or second read, he doesn't scan the field and he doesn't uh, I just don't think he, he reads defenses the greatest. I think he kind of predetermines where he's going to throw the ball before he throws it. Uh, Zeke Elliott, yes. He could absolutely be the number one fantasy back this year, no questions. Yes, above Gurley and above Bell. Uh, He has a tremendous offensive line. Um, Did Witten retire?
0: Yes. Yes, he did.
1: Witten retired, and that's key. That was Dak's security blanket right there. He always went to Witten when when he needed a, a clutch play. I don't think Cole Beasley will be enough. I think Dallas might finish last in that division this year. I know a lot of people don't want to hear that, but I, I just see Zeke, man. Zeke is the only player that I know if you can plug into your lineup, you're going to get fantasy points. I really can't say much about anyone else.
0: Um, on that note, Zeke was a top 24 back 90% of the time. Um, I also want to add Alan Hearns last year. Now, granted, this was under Blake Bortles, but he was a top 24 wide receiver, so somebody that you can start in most leagues only 20% of the time. Um, that's not anybody I'm looking for.
1: Yeah, I agree with you, man. Uh, Allen Hearns, I know Cowboys fans like to talk about him as as we got Allen Hearns, uh, but I totally agree with you, man. I don't think he's anybody you really want in your lineup, and if you have to have him in your lineup. So be it, but that says a lot about your fantasy team if he has to start in your lineup.
0: Definitely. Um, let's move on to Philly. Um, a little bit questions at the quarterback position. Not necessarily who's the leader and the best quarterback there, but if Carson Wentz is going to be healthy, which I don't think he is. Um, we have Jai Jay at running back, Corey Clement. Um at wide receiver, Alshon Jeffrey, he's still injured. Um, we have Nelson Aguilar, Mike Wallace. I like the Mike Wallace addition. Um, Nelson Aguilar, I believe, will take a step up this year. It, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Aguilar had eight touchdowns last year. And everybody knows Zach Ertz. Um, Zach Ertz has a problem of staying healthy, but when he is healthy, he's a top three tight end. Thoughts?
1: Um, definitely top three when he's healthy. Uh, maybe four, top four, but you could say three when he's healthy. I mean, yes, he's a he's a phenomenal tight end that can run any route, catches the ball well. I mean, Philly is loaded. I do think Ajayi has a bigger year this year than he had last year. I don't think he had a full season. Obviously, he didn't with the trade to, to adapt to the schemes and offense that um, Doug Peterson runs in Philly. Uh, getting rid of Blunt um, definitely helps his case. But uh, Corey Clement is, uh, I think with that Super Bowl performance, uh, didn't he, I, I believe he had 100 yards receiving. Um, I think he's going to definitely get the third down roll. And uh, I think he's going to have first crack at it. And Philly is the third down back. Uh, Alshon will be definitely valuable. Uh, he, he, he looked better in Philly. He looked happier in Philly, I should say, than he did in Chicago because Chicago, he had some great years. Uh, Mike Wallace is definitely a good addition. He's a speedster. It'll help. And Nelson Aguilar, man, every year he's been in the league, he's progressed. So I do see another step forward for him. And I do see, obviously, a lot of fantasy value in Philadelphia. Uh, Quarterback play, I'm not sure how long they said Wentz may be out, uh, but it's definitely his job, I think. But let's just say he's out. Five weeks, and they're five and zero. Do you pull Nick Foles and start Wentz, or do you roll with Nick Foles, the Super Bowl MVP? That's the question I have for you. That, and a lot of other people, is what does Philly do if they're undefeated or playing really well with Foles and when Wentz comes back?
0: Um, to me, Carson Wentz is the clear cut better quarterback. He's the leader of that offense, and he, If I was Philly and they're 5-0 and he's back, I would bring him back. I would bring him back slowly, but I would bring him back without a doubt.
1: I agree. He's definitely the better quarterback between the two. I, I wasn't saying Foles was better. I just was thinking more of a team chemistry type deal. But, uh, I mean, I agree with you. I, I don't think you should lose your job to injury, although the person that filled in for you <laughs> led you through the playoffs and won a Super Bowl. But uh, I totally agree with you. That will just be interesting to keep an eye on.
0: Well, let me put it to you this way. Um, Wentz was a quarterback one last year, 70% of the time. No um, doubt. That you is had, unbelievable.
1: You, you had him, mate. I remember. I used to watch your, uh, your lineup, man, and Carson Wentz was going for 20, 30 points, if not more sometimes.
0: And to believe I traded Sterling Shepard, I believe Tyler Eifert for him last year.
1: You definitely won that trade, my man. That's what we call – where I'm from, you finesse whoever you traded.
0: All right, let's move on to Minnesota. Um, We have a new quarterback there also. Case Keenum did the job last year. Um, We have Kirk Cousins now this year. Dalvin Cook is healthy. A lot of people are saying that he's a potential first-round pick. You have great wide receivers, maybe the best wide receiver core in the league um, with – Thielen and Diggs, and Kyle Rudolph. I think Kyle Rudolph is going to be that security blanket for Kirk Cousins. I think uh, Thielen takes a small step back, but I think they both could be wide receiver ones this year.
1: Um, I actually kind of, I could ditto exactly what you said. I do think Thielen takes a step back. I do think they're both borderline ones. Uh, I mean, you could say ones, but there's, there'll be some weeks there'll be twos. I don't think either one of them is a three. You can put one either one as a one or two, and you should be all right. Rudolph is definitely a security blanket for a quarterback like Cousins who loves to go to the tight end. People have to realize that. When Cousins was in Washington, when Jordan Reed was there, he was getting 12, 13, 14 <laughs> targets. And even when Jordan Reed was out, he threw it to Vernon Davis like like it was just the next man up for him at the tight end position. Now, Dalvin Cook, yeah, I, I actually looked on the fantasy rankings. I think he jumped three spots on ESPN to the 12th-rated player, not running back, player uh, right now in, in fantasy football. So if you're in a 12-man league, uh, why not draft him in the first round if you get a chance? Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually excited to see him play. I hope he has a full, healthy season. I do think he was on his way to 1,200-plus yards last year. And uh, Minnesota, with that defense, with the offense, man, they could win that division. They they really could take Green Bay for that division. I can see it. If not, I think they're in the playoffs no matter what.
0: Uh, thirteen and three last year. I see them. I, I mean, it's hard to say you can do better than thirteen and three, but I see that. I mean, not much of a difference there. Kirk Cousins. Um, I mean, I, 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 that's a step up in quarterback, and I think he will do a lot better for Rudolph. Those wide receivers, I don't see taking a major step back. Um, if anything, I think Diggs takes a step forward and, and feeling a small step back. Um, I really like the offense there. Um, I do see them winning that division. Um, I, I, I like the offense all the way around. Let's, um, let's move on to Detroit, where also they got some interesting pieces. Um, Marvin Jones, Golden Tate, um, Matthew Stafford. They have a lot of running backs. And particular, <laughs> carry-on Johnson is the hype right now.
1: Uh, I'm on the carry-on Johnson train for sure. I think you know that. He had an excellent preseason. I think he had like seven carries, 35 yards. Six catches. I mean, I don't think people expected him to be a receiving threat like that coming out of Auburn. Uh, I do think Carryon Johnson will eventually get the role, but I don't know if you should draft him so early because Legarrette Blunt and Amir Abdullah is there as well, and even I, I just. They have so many backs in Detroit, man. I'm a Amir Abdullah fan. I, I never think he got a clean shot. I mean, he fumbled the ball last year in some key games, which didn't help him, but he never got the clear shot to show what he had. So I'm not going to say I'm ready to draft one of these backs, but I'm ready to keep my eye on all three of them and see which one pops out. And then I think they could have a lot of fantasy value. Matthew Stafford, you know what you're going to get. You're going to get Uh, you're going to get some 400-yard passing games. You're going to get some three-interception games. It's going to happen. But you can live with him rather than die with him as your quarterback in fantasy football, I do believe. you got to think they're in a dome. So when you're talking fantasy, you got to think about stuff like that. They play in the dome a lot, you know, and and I think that helps Matt Stafford out. I do think he's a great quarterback at home. Um, Receiver-wise, Marvin Jones, I've never really been big on him until last year when he played against my Steelers and had, like, 10 catches. Um, and, and I like I like Marvin Jones. I'm a huge Golden Tate fan in PPR. I think Golden Tate will get 100 passes. Uh, I don't want to say 100. I'd say 90-plus, maybe 100. Um, definitely value in Detroit. Uh, if We're talking just straight football. I still don't know about the defense, man. I don't know if they can overcome Green Bay or Minnesota in that division to make the playoffs, but they have some bright spots for sure.
0: Yeah, they definitely do. Um, I think on Johnson will lead that backfield. Uh, we know Theo Riddick's role. When it comes to Mira Abdullah, I think he got his shot last year. He had double-digit rushing attempts in every game he played except four he just was not that impressive um we're talking 11, i mean in one week against pittsburgh 11 carries 27 yards just pitiful um I, the very- I, I, now now
1: in his defense i watched that whole game man pittsburgh stopped uh the lions four straight run plays on the one yard line on a goal line stand in that game i, I nobody could get the ball running that game but now that you brought up the numbers, I guess – I mean, that is a fair shot. I, I guess I'm being a little homer with him being a Nebraska Cornhusker. But uh, I, I don't know. I like to see him get – I like to see him trade Amir, honestly. I think if you got on Johnson, Blunt, and Reddick, why keep them? That's just my, my thing.
0: I'm well, very true. I do know a team that just lost some running back a couple of days ago that could use one and, <laughs> in Washington. Um. All right, let's move on to Green Bay. I think Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. Everybody knows who he is, what he does. Um, the running back group there is a mess. Aaron Jones, I believe, is suspended two games. Um, Williams, Williams is nice. Um, I liked what he did in preseason. Ty Montgomery will be the third down back there. Devontae Adams, I think, will be a number one. Um, Randall Cobb, um, I think he's going to be a step up this year. Uh, Jimmy Graham, I think he'll just be a red zone threat. What are your thoughts on them? Green Bay, Green Bay. Uh,
1: Like you said, I should say Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers. Now, now, Green Bay is a team that definitely goes as far as A-Rod takes them, and I mean that literally. We've seen that last year. We've seen it in, in playoff game versus Dallas two years ago. Um, the biggest problem, like I said, if we're talking football, is that defense, man. I, I just don't know about the Packers' defense, but we could talk about offense. I do think Adams is a number one receiver. I do think he will have a big season, but I just think he's – Rated a little bit too high. That's just my opinion. I, I can't go back on my word with that. Cobb played good down the stretch, if I'm not mistaken, when he came back from injury last year. Uh, I want to say Cobb had some decent games with Brett Hundley under center. So I think he could take a step forward. I think Jimmy Graham is definitely a red zone threat. Uh, barring any injuries, I think he could have a, a Jimmy Graham season. I mean, not, not maybe not the prime time. New Orleans Saints, Jimmy Graham, but I think he can be better than what he was in Seattle. Uh, running back situation, I think the, the key is Aaron Jones being suspended two games. I think that gives Williams two games to, to take the step on him as the lead back role. I like Williams. He's a bruiser, uh, BYU player coming out of college, and he, he, he was awesome in college, man. And he was pretty good last year late. I think Ty Montgomery, don't be surprised if you see him lining up in the slot. Uh, Sometimes, like they used to use him before they put him at running back uh, officially. He used to be a receiver in fantasy football. Then he got moved to a running back. I think that he should be moved back to a receiver, but they still have him listed as a running back. I think he'll take that role like he took two years ago, and I think he will be a fantasy threat. Uh, But definitely you can't go wrong with A-Rod or Devontae Adams. I think it depends on where you draft Jimmy Graham, but we know there's fantasy value in uh, Green Bay, man. That, that's not a question. It's just a matter of who has the good weeks.
0: Okay, Casey, um, question. How many touchdowns do you see Rodgers throwing?
1: I'm just going to say 32.
0: 32. How many to the running backs? Six to ten, so we'll go eight. Let's go eight. Um, how many to Jimmy Graham?
1: I think he gets eight.
0: All right. Um, how many to Cobb? Probably five. Okay. Um, so that's 21. That leaves 11 more touchdowns. Um, with 11 more touchdowns, how many are you giving Adams? Eight to nine. Eight to nine. Okay. Eight to nine. Um how many receptions do you see for Adams?
1: Ah, I'm going to say he's not – see, the thing with Adams is he's more –
0: You see where I'm going with this.
1: Right, right, right. Adams is more of your possession receiver that makes makes big plays in the passing game. So I don't see him getting a ton of receptions, but I see him getting a lot of yards. I can say Adams will get almost 1,200 yards, but I think it will be in an 80 catch, 85 catch radius. I don't think it will be 100 catches.
0: Okay. Um, You said 1,100 yards. That would be his most ever. But he is only 25, and it would only be his fifth year in the league. Yeah,
1: he was was never coming into the season bona fide number one. No. Nelson last year, who was definitely bona fide number one until he got injured. This this would be the year. Yep, I agree.
0: All right. um, Let's move on to the last team in that division, the Chicago Bears. Um, Chicago, we have – I mean, I like Mitch Trubisky. Um, did you see the video the other day where the backup quarterback, who was it, Chase Daniel, I believe, dressed up and had Mitch Trubisky sign one of his jerseys and in, in, in the section where the fans are at? Very, very funny. Um, they have Jordan Howard, Tariq Cohen. I like Allen Robinson a lot of hype on Anthony Miller. Kevin White is still there. Yeah. (laughs) Um, A lot of of hype around Trey Burton. I mean, a lot of hype. Um, Let's start off with Trey Burton. What do you think of that train there?
1: I think that's a fantastic pickup. Uh, I, I love Zach Miller, man, but he got gruesome injury last year. I always thought he was a good tight end, but he doesn't bring what Trey Burton brings. Trey Burton is a Tight end that can take any linebacker just about in the league one on one, I think, and win the matchup. Um, I like Trey Burton a lot, man.
0: Okay, okay. Um, do you like? You think Allison uh, Allen Robinson has a bounce back year?
1: Uh, I, you got to say it's bounce back after only playing. I had him on my team. He played one series last year, three plays, and got one catch, twenty yards. So I mean, he got hurt. But I think Robinson has – I don't see nobody in Chicago catching 100 passes. I do see him focus on the run game. So I think Robinson has – I think he's up there in 75, 80 catches this year.
0: Okay. Um, Rumor has it that Jordan Howard is staying after practice and catching 200 to 300 balls from the machine. Um, If he can add receiving to his game – he, to me, would be a top eight back if he can add that. Um, The last two years, he's only 24. The last two years, 1,300 yards his rookie year, um, a little over 1,100 yards um, last year, so not a big drop off. Uh, More touchdowns last year with nine. He had 23 receptions last year. I mean, if we can bump that up to 35 to 40, and he stays right in that range with rushing, I mean, the top ten, easy. Yeah, I'm a
1: huge Jordan Howard fan. Uh, actually, I I, be, I hope that I get him in a lot of mocks, but everybody always takes him. Um, I like Jordan Howard a lot, man. Uh, he's, he's like a bowling ball when it comes to running in between the tackles, man. I mean, he, he he was like that in college. I remember watching him in Indiana before he blew up, and I was like, man, this guy could be a pro. And he come into the league his rookie year, just just running hard, man. I I love Jordan Howard. If if that's the rumor of him trying to work on his passing game, catching the uh, rock out the backfield, more power to him. I think I totally think he's a top ten back without it, but with it, yeah, he, he's he's top eight, man, for sure.
0: All right, um, let's move on to our next division, NFC South. We're gonna start with the New Orleans Saints. Um, Drew Brees still there. Um, we touched on him a little bit. We have the two running backs in Camara and Ingram. And we have Michael Thomas at wide receiver. Um, who do you think is the number two wide receiver there, Cameron Meredith or Ted Ginn?
1: On paper, Cameron Meredith really sticks out. Um, I think that's to be determined, though, because uh, I think Ginn, man, he gets a lot of them chunk plays. Like like I said before, you'll you look up, Ginn to have three catches, 139 yards, and two touchdowns, and you'll be like, what the hell? Like, why didn't I play Ted Ginn? So, I mean, I think it's uh, it's tough. I'll, I'll go Cameron Meredith just because I think he'll get more routes than just a, a – Fade or a post or a wheel route. I think Meredith will run more in, in between the hashes with routes, and, and he'll be there. But Michael Thomas, man, that's just uh, I'm I'm doing, I'm going over 105 catches for him this year.
0: Okay, um, we have Ben Watson at tight end. The last time he was with New Orleans, 74 receptions, 825 yards, six touchdowns. Um, you see him producing anything like that.
1: That's a great point, man. I I think I think Breeze and Watson's chemistry is really nice. You know, I, I didn't even think of that until you just put it in that perspective because uh, they didn't haven't had a tight end. Flinger hasn't didn't step up to everybody thought Kobe Flinger was gonna be a tight end one at one point, I think two or three years ago. And he never just showed up. I do think Watson I don't think he have 70 catches because uh, he's a little older now, but I think that's someone that Drew Brees trusts and definitely will get him the ball. So I, I like Watson, actually, in New Orleans.
0: Okay, yeah. Um, last year, 61 receptions on 79 targets, four touchdowns, and that was in the Baltimore Ravens. That was in the Baltimore Ravens offense. Um, he's played 16 games in the last one, two, three, four, in the last four out of five years. Um, the fifth year he played 15 games. So, I mean, he's pretty durable out there.
1: Yeah. He's one of them old school tight ends, man, that can block, uh, get out there and catch the, catch the ball. And, uh, yeah, man, you know, I'm just sitting here kind of thinking like, like Benjamin Watson, If you lose out on your top, you know, tight ends, you know, Gronk, I don't want to go down the list. Everybody knows who the top tight end. If you lose out on them in the draft, man, that might not be a bad player to draft. If not, I mean, you can put them on your bench maybe for a filler, a bye week filler, or maybe even run them as a flex if you see how him and Breeze work. But, yeah, man, I like Watson in New Orleans.
0: All right. Um, I don't really think we need to go over the running backs here. Um, everybody knows what you're getting with Kamara. Uh, we know Ingram's out for four games. I, when I would
1: did. like to throw in, I did not know New Orleans signed Terrence West. Oh yes. So they got Shane Vereen and Terrence West. So I think one of them gets cut and one of them makes it. That's just interesting, but I don't think it matters. You're right.
0: <laughs> not too much fantasy relevance there. I think Terrence West will be the second running back behind Kamara for those first four weeks. Um, Let's move on to the Carolina Panthers. Um, We have Cam Newton, the inaccurate Cam Newton, according to Kelvin Benjamin.
1: According to me as well, but go ahead.
0: (laughs) Christian McCaffrey, who – I mean, the more I look at Christian McCaffrey, the more I'm excited with his receiving and the less I get excited with his rushing. (laughs) Um, it looks like DJ Moore is the number one wide receiver on the team, ahead of Funches, ahead of Samuel, ahead of Smith. Um, and Greg Olson is back. What do you think of them? Uh, I love new guys, but it really
1: sucks to have an inaccurate quarterback to throw to them. Um, I really don't like Cam, man. I, and it's nothing against – it's not a personal thing with me. Uh, a lot of people want to put Cam as a top five quarterback in the league, and he just can't make the throws, man. His completion percentage is terrible. I mean, it's been terrible. I think he had one year where he was in the 60s, maybe two. But I think it's been high 50% range uh, when when it came to completing passes in the NFL. I mean, obviously, we know what he can bring in a run game. But uh, I'm not a huge Cam Newton fan at all, man. But. Ultimately, that's their guy. They're going to stick with them. Um, Are we just talking about Cam right now?
0: Um, We go the whole team.
1: Uh, I, I agree with you with McCaffrey, man. I think he catches 80 passes. I really do. But I don't think he runs for 600 yards. I think maybe 500 yards, 80, which is great. People got to understand. If you catch 80 passes as a running back, that is great, especially in fantasy PPR. It is. But I think C.J. Anderson will get most of the runs between the tackles, kind of like how they did Jonathan Stewart last year, which is C.J. Anderson's a step up from Jonathan Stewart. Um, That's that's crazy that D.J. Moore is listed as number one on the depth chart. I thought it would be Funches. But D.J. Moore, he has go. He can go, man. I mean, he looked great in preseason. and, And I do think he probably will end up being the number one. And Funches, and I think they'll use Samuels in the slot a lot more. I do think Samuels will have a bounce-back season. He didn't – I think he might have got injured last year, but he underperformed to where people thought he would do last year. Um, Greg Olson's back. That's big. We know that's Cam. that's actually Cam's number one target, if we're being honest. I think McCaffrey and Olson are his two guys when it comes to getting the ball to. So Olson, I think Olson's fell down to maybe a lower tier one, tier two tight end. He's not the, he's, he can't be in the conversations with Kelsey, Gronk, uh, Ingram, and Ertz right now. I, I don't think so. But I mean, fantasy value definitely. But Cam Newton is a no go for me. I, w- I will not play Cam Newton. You don't know what you're going to get.
0: I think you're high, um, regardless what you and Kelvin think. Cam Newton, I mean, we're talking former rookie of the year, former MVP last year. He was a top one or two quarterback 94% of the time. He was a top 12 quarterback 50% of the time. I mean, Cam gets it done.
1: How many games did he have under 10 points last year? Can you look that up?
0: Um, Yeah, give me a second. Um, um, Let's talk about Christian McCaffrey for a little bit. Give me a second to look that up.
1: Well, you know, Christian McCaffrey, he's a stud, man. Uh, I, I just – I love McCaffrey. I'm not going to get a chance to draft him because of my draft order where I'm picking at. I love McCaffrey. You can fill him in as a, a running back one in a PPR league. If It's not a PPR league, though. You can use him as a flex, maybe a running back two. But PPR, man, he's, he's a running back one, no doubt.
0: Okay, I don't have how many times he was at less than 10 points, but the numbers I do have, he had 3,300 yards passing, 22 touchdowns.
1: That That's that's mediocre in the NFL, my man. 3,300 yards? I mean, to be a top 5, 10 quarterback, you got to have over – you got to be 3,600 – probably 4,000, honestly. That's 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 just off the top of my head. I may be wrong, man, but I'm not a huge Cam Newton fan. I know his completion percentage is not that good, and I just – I'm not a fan of it, man. I hate – maybe because I just hate watching him, and, and I've picked him a few times in DraftKings, and he just let me down. So, I, I don't know. Maybe it's uh, a personal feeling I have, but I'm not high right now. That, I want
0: you to finish all that for me to say he had 754 yards rushing – with six touchdowns.
1: That's the difference. I'll give you that. You win, Nate. You win.
0: (laughs) Okay, um, let's move on to Atlanta. Um, There we have Matt Ryan. I think he has a bounce back. Um, Not like the MVP years, but a bounce back. Um, Devontae Freeman, Tevin Coleman, I think that's just a running back by committee. Um, Julio Jones is going to be Julio like he always is. Um, we have Calvin Ridley ranked ahead of Muhammad Sanu on the def chart right now. Um, tied into me, Austin Hooper, I'm not even looking that way on this team. Um, what do you think of them? I think, uh, I
1: don't think they make the playoffs, honestly. I know people was like, oh my God, really? No, I don't think they make the playoffs, man. Um. I think Matt Ryan has a decent season. Uh, I don't think it'll be. It's nothing near the MVP. It'll be a little better than last season. He struggled last season at times, man. He really did. I had him actually on my team for a while. Um, Running back by committee scares me, man, except except especially more in Atlanta than like a New Orleans situation because you kind of know what to expect. Uh, You know, in Atlanta, they're really a true running back by committee. Like if Freeman would go out there and have a bad drive and can't get it going on the ground, and Coleman comes in the next drive and he gets it going, he might get 12 more touches than Freeman that game. And and if you start Freeman, you're kind of screwed. So I'm not a huge Freeman fan. Uh, He's great. Do not get me wrong. And he has a lot of good games. But I just – it's too too risky for me on which one will – have the better game. So I try to stay away from uh, running backs like that personally. But um, definitely value. I mean, if we're talking value, there's definitely value. Julio is Julio. You you don't have to say nothing else. You're right. Uh, Sanu was pretty good last year uh, when he was on the field. I mean, I think they have a good three wide receivers. Um, Tight end, I think Hooper's decent. I mean, he's not bad. I just don't I don't see Atlanta. I think Atlanta's on that nine and seven, eight and eight. But with that NFC, they can go ten and six and they may not make the playoffs, man, just to be honest.
0: Um, I think if Julio gets four more touchdowns, three more touchdowns, say that stays at the same yardage. We're talking fourteen hundred yards. If he can get to six, seven touchdowns, he's number two um, wide receiver in the league competing with Antonio Brown. Um, I mean, he had that one monster gear a couple years ago. 136 receptions, 1800 yards, eight touchdowns. Wow. I wow. Mean, 1800 he 1800 yards. Type of potential.
1: Yes, 1800 yards is ridiculous.
0: So I mean, that that's where we're at with Atlanta. Um, like I said, I think it's all Julio. Matt Ryan would probably be a top fifteen quarterback. Um, I'm taking honestly for value wise. I'm taking Tevin Coleman. Um, let's move on to Tampa Bay. Um, let's see, Tampa Bay. Jameis Winston suspended. Ronald Jones is ahead of Peyton Barber, but Peyton Barber did get the good did get the first team reps in the preseason. Um, Chris Godwin is the number two wide receiver there ahead of Deshaun Jackson. Uh, what do you think there? Um,
1: Tampa. I I, I I like Tampa, man. Uh, Winston being suspended, I think that's definitely going to hurt. Um, and I, I think it might take him a couple games to bounce back after the suspension as far as getting more warm, warmed up. Winston's one of them quarterbacks where he has to get that feel. When he gets that feel, he's a gunslinger, man. He'll throw for 400 yards, but he – he always fumbles or throws that bad interception. You have to expect that from him, but he will go get you 300, 400 yards some games. Uh, I think Peyton Barber, see a lot of these analysts and, and people are high on these rookie running backs. I think Peyton Barber takes that role and runs with it. I really do. I, I, I watch Ronald Jones at USC. He definitely has the more explosion, but but this is the NFL, man. Speed is, everybody's fast, man, so it's not like He's gonna be able to do what he did in college and run away from people. I like Peyton Barber ahead of Ronald Jones, uh, just to clear that up. Uh, um, Deshaun Jackson, what was you saying?
0: Um, I do agree with that. I definitely agree with that.
1: I, I, I Now back to Deshaun Jackson and and uh, Godwin. Um, Godwin's from Penn State, I believe. Big body receiver. I think he kind of mimics Mike Evans a little bit as far as, like, uh, body type and, and the way they run routes and catch. I mean, he's nowhere near Evans' skill-wise right now. I still think the Sean Jackson will have the the more productive season out of them two. I think Mike Evans is clear-cut number one, like like always. I think he'll have a bounce-back season. I don't think he had a great season last year. I think he'll have a better season. Um, can't forget about Brayton O.J. Howard, man. Uh, but like you said, when you have a... That's more of a tight end committee. You know, people talk about running back by committee. I think it's more of that with the tight ends as well. So you don't know which one to really trust on a weekly basis. But uh, definitely fantasy value in Tampa. But um, I don't think it's consistent with anybody, honestly. Maybe except Mike Evans if he gets going.
0: Um, Very true. Looks like they moved Deshaun Jackson to the slot this year. Um, We saw what happened when Larry Fitzgerald was moved to the slot. In his old age, I mean, let's see yeah, I'm not. What Sean Jackson can do this year, man. I mean, in the slot, if he could catch 60, 65 balls this year, he'll be fancy relevant.
1: Oh, yeah. I I, I didn't know they moved him to the slot, man. Uh, that That's a great look. That means you get a lot of linebackers or safeties covering you for the most part. And uh, with that speed, uh, none of them really stand a chance. Like I said, I'm going to stick with Deshaun Jackson uh, below Mike Evans and above uh, uh, Godwin in uh, receiver value as far as fantasy.
0: Um, Next on the list, we're going to go with the Los Angeles Rams. Um, With them, we have Gerald Goff. He had a great year last year. Todd Gurley, he had a phenomenal year last year. Um, The wide receiver core there, Brandon Cooks, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods. Um, I've been doing a little digging, and the head coach from L.A. has a man crush on Cooks. He just loves Brandon Cooks. Um, I said earlier, a couple podcasts ago, I would take Robert Woods at his ADP. But, man, if they're going to give shots to Brandon Cooks, I might take him this year.
1: Uh, I couldn't agree with you more, man. First of all, look at Cook's bank account. That shows you right there that uh, they definitely have some type of crush on Cook's. Not saying he's not worth the money. I think he got paid a lot of money. But uh, I like Cook's as well as far as receiver-wise. Robert Woods is solid. Um, Cooper Cup, I think I think he's solid. He might be a like a bi-week filler maybe if you can get him off the – wire even if he's he might not be on the wire you know somebody might take him um girly i think he has a step back which is still a top five fantasy production i when i say a step back i don't mean he's gonna have a terrible season i just don't think he'll have the same season he had last year and since we're talking about man crushes uh i love jared golf man he's a freaking gunslinger and that's why i think cooks has more value i think I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna take some shots to cook early and often in games. And um, yeah, I mean, I like what LA's doing over there. And I definitely, I'm gonna screen playoffs for them as well. Uh, I mean, even though know, they made it last year, I think they'll go back to the playoffs riding that defense, though. Yeah, we're talking football. I mean, you can even talk fantasy now. We can talk now if we're gonna. You haven't brought up really a defense yet, besides maybe the Vikings, a team yet maybe besides the Vikings that has fantasy value in defense. But I think the Rams has a lot of value in defense uh, when it comes to fantasy football. I think they will ride them to the playoffs. And I think they have a chance, man, to win the NFC. I know it sounds bold, but come on, man. They, they got it, especially on paper.
0: They they won it last year. I see them winning again this year. Um, That defense is incredible. That's another reason why I don't see Todd Gurley taking a step back. Um, That defense is going to make some stops, and they're just going to run that clock down in that second half.
1: Good point, good point. I got a question for you, though, Nate. Uh, Who's the tight end in uh, uh, L.A.? Do they have any value? I don't even know who it is, man.
0: Um, Let's see. I already moved down to Seattle. Um, Tight end there, we got Gerald Everett and Tyler Higbee.
1: Yeah, no no value right now. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to know, man, cuz I've always been curious. I know they used to have uh Jared Cook. Yeah, they used to have Cook. They had some guy that went to uh Green Bay last year and played as well too. I forget his name, Jesus Christ. But anyways, yeah, no value at the tight end position. Man, man Kendricks. Kendricks was the guy. Yeah. Yeah, Kendricks was a tight end 2 years ago. But uh I don't know if golf really needs a tight end with those four weapons lined up with them.
0: Okay, um, let's move on to Seattle. Um, Russell Wilson, uh, Rashad Penny, Chris Carson. I'm taking Chris Carson. He looks better in the preseason. He's more of a bruiser back. He's a little bowling ball. Um, The wide receivers, Doug Baldwin, Tyler Lockett, Jerron Brown, um, Jerron Brown, big body receiver. I mean, Doug Baldwin might miss a few weeks with that injury. Um, we have Brandon Marshall. Let's see how Brandon Marshall will do. Um, I mean, what do you think? Man,
1: uh, Seattle, uh, they, if they, uh, if Doug Baldwin misses a couple games, that will favor definitely the likes of Lockett and Brown, but. I I wouldn't play either one of them, honestly. The only receiver I'm interested in playing in Seattle is is Doug Baldwin. So, that's very key. Uh, Running back, I'm right there with you, man. Again, I think Penny's just that rookie with all the hype. But I think Chris Carson is is the man. I think, you know, when you said bowling ball, that makes me think of Marshawn Lynch in Seattle. I mean, that's when they were good. I mean, they went through a a time last year where they went – Cheeseburger, Lacey, and uh, uh, Rawls. And, yeah. and neither one of them could do anything. I mean, nothing. I had them both. I held them both for four weeks last year, just hoping one would stick out. And neither of them did. I mean, nothing. Literally. I don't. We don't even need to talk about them no more. But I do agree with you with Chris Carson. I do think he has a big season. I hope he stays healthy. Um, Russell Wilson. He's he's got that it factor, man. You can't sleep on him. I mean, a lot of people have shied away from the Russell Wilson train recently. I don't know why. But he had some huge games last year, man. And, and in the fourth quarter, he puts up numbers and like no other. I watched the game last year in the fourth quarter. I think he had over 200 yards passing in the fourth quarter a couple games last year. Uh, I, I see value with Baldwin, Russell, and Carson. Uh, I think Nick Bennett might be the tight end there uh, this year, um, replacing Jimmy Graham. He caught a touchdown in preseason. Uh, he's Ohio State Buckeye, so I know a lot of people know who he is around this area. I think he could be quietly a top 15 tight end if he, if that's the guy. I don't know if they still have Luke Wilson or whatnot.
0: I oh, still have not. Ed Dixon. Who, who is it? And we, they still have Ed Dixon there also.
1: Okay, I think Vanette will win that job. I like Ed Dixon, too, but I think Vanette will separate himself. I just think that's a sleeper, more of a DraftKings value type of guy, not really a long-term fantasy deal. But uh, I say no playoffs for Seattle, though. I will say that. Oh, okay. And Pete, and Pete Carroll, I think this is his last season in Seattle. Really? Yeah, I think – I think. Uh, he he does. I mean, he chews his gum pretty hard on the sidelines, so he knows how to talk and he knows how to move his mouth. But man, come on, man.
0: That that's this a big addition there. This I, Ooh, I think dude. if they
1: don't make the playoffs, I think he's out. If they don't make the playoffs.
0: Mm. Okay. Um, I just want to go back on Chris Carson real quick. Um, I mean, under his success rate rushing the ball. He had a 100% success rate running behind the left guard there. Um, oh, yeah, 78% success rate running behind the center. Not that great on the right side. He had a 40% behind the right guard and 30% behind the right tackle. But, I mean, it, he he's the guy there, I believe, um, especially looking at those numbers. In all directions, he had a 42.9% success rate rushing the ball.
1: I agree with you, Nate. I'm picking Carson over Penny all day long.
0: All right, let's move on to the next one, Um, the San Francisco 49ers. Um, We got Jimmy Garoppolo with him making sweet love to porn stars. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We have Matt Breda, but we're not Not sure sure. how Breda is going to do. He has an injury right now. Um, If he's injured, then I might flip-flop on my Jerick McKinnon analysts. Um, If Breda's hurt, then I think Jerick McKinnon is definitely a top-12 back because Breda was the guy that I believed would take work from him. Um, We do have Pierre Garçon, Marquise Goodwin. Um, I like Goodwin. I like Goodwin a lot. Uh, We have George Kittle. He was a sleeper for a lot of guys. Let's see how that shoulder holds up. What do you think?
1: Um, Sam Fran, I definitely uh, – Jimmy picked the R8 porn star to take out for one. I think he could have done a little better. But um, Jimmy G, man, he's the man. He, he's been in Tom Brady's spotlight for a long time. And I think this is the year – even though he broke out of it last year, this is the first year he gets a chance to show everyone what he's made of. And I, I think he, he, he does well. And it doesn't hurt having Pierre Garçon who, um, you know, I don't have all numbers up like that, but I, I know for a fact Pierre Garçon hardly drops any passes. I mean, he's dropped a few. I mean, that that happens. But he's a sure-handed receiver, still can run. I like Pierre Garçon. That's my sleeper to get over 100 catches this year, uh, stay, as long as he stays healthy. Uh, to the running back situation, uh, I agree. Matt Breida was someone they, they, they liked. Um, I think that's why they were so comfortable of Letting go of Hyde. I mean, obviously McKinnon helped that as well. Uh, McKinnon, I I love McKinnon. But, again, I don't know how much he's going to do between the tackles. I'll throw a name at you that I've mentioned in a previous podcast I've done is Mozart. Uh, he, he played last year on the team. He I think he runs the ball better than all three of them between the tackles. Now, I don't know what they're going to do with him, but I do think he's someone that midseason you could be like, Okay, I think they're getting this guy, The Rock. Who is this guy? Maybe you can put him on your bench. I don't know. That's just a name out there. Uh, I see value in San Fran for sure, but I don't – as far as team-wise, I don't see them making the playoffs. But I think, hell, seven, eight wins for them, even six, I don't think they should be mad because they don't just have – they need another receiver to go besides uh, Garcon. I like Goodwin. But I don't think he's an NFL number two receiver. I think he's more of a take the top off the defense, obviously. And he'll catch some touchdowns now. I'm not saying he don't have any relevance because he does. But I just think San Fran needs that other piece on offense to really get them to compete in that division.
0: All right. Let's move on to our last team of the evening, the Arizona Cardinals. Um Looks like Sam Bradford is the starter. We have Josh Rosen as the backup. Um, The clear-cut number one running back for that team, David Johnson, Um, arguably a top four running back in the league. Uh, The wide receivers there with Larry Fitzgerald, Bryce Butler, um, a potential breakout rookie, Christian Kirk, and a tight end sleeper for me, Ricky Seals-Jones. Thoughts on this whole offense here. You know, actually,
1: after this podcast, I'm going to go in and watch a little Josh Rosen, hopefully. Uh, The game should still be on. Um, I think uh, Sam Bradford will get the job uh, to begin with. Uh, Like I mentioned in one of your previous podcasts, uh, Sam Sam Bradford, he just had – let's just face it, he has durability issues, man. He always seems to get hurt. It, 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 it always happens to him. So, Josh Rosen has to be ready to go, who I think will will eventually take that job and uh, and run with it. Uh, Johnson, yes, he, he's very high on everyone's radar. He's high on mine. I'm not saying he's not high on my radar, but I do think uh, I don't think he'll have that season he had two years ago. Um, I just don't see it, man. I think he'll still get 1,000 yards. I think he'll get 50 catches which is great i think he'll be a top six seven fantasy running back if he stays healthy um receiving wise um i'm big on christian kirk i think alongside uh larry fitzgerald he sticks out the most to me i think he was really good at a&m uh when he was in college he was consistent uh all four years he was there he was he was consistent man and uh larry fitzgerald man that guy never ages i mean he's had some really big years the past couple of years in fantasy football. And I think people kind of wrote him off the last two years and I'm not writing him off this year. That's for sure. I think he's uh 80 plus catches, um, maybe eight touchdowns. I, I like Fitzgerald. Uh, again, I don't think they're going to make any, I think they might be one of the worst teams in the league this year. Unfortunately, um, I just don't think they have uh they have all the pieces together right now. I think Bradford is more of a "let's get through this season" type thing. Uh, they're 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 in rebuilding process, as I should say, right now. And I think they're okay with it. So I think we just got to see with them. I don't see too much fantasy value besides Johnson and Fitzgerald. Maybe in a twelve man two flex league like our league, I think Kirk could be in there. But uh, that's about it, man. I'm not really high on Arizona, except for those two players. I used to love their defense. I really don't love it anymore. I still love Patrick Peterson, though, but that's about it.
0: All right. Um, I'm going for a bold prediction. David Johnson, 1,000 yards, 100 catches.
1: Dude, that is like, you know, LaDainian Tomlinson, man. He's in the Hall of Fame. I don't see any running back doing that. But he has a better chance than Christian McCaffrey, which our good friend Thomas Hahn had mentioned. He mentioned McCaffrey could do that, but McCaffrey would never run for 1,000 yards. I agree with that. I think Johnson or Bell are the only two running backs, and it won't happen in Pittsburgh because we have Antonio Brown and and Juju Smith, and and we throw to the tight ends a lot. I think – I mean, that's a bold prediction, but that's the most likely player – besides maybe Bell and Kamara to even do that. So, I mean, that's bold. If it happens, I'll I'll give you some props, man. That's bold, but I don't see it.
0: All right. Well, that wraps up our NFC conference fantasy breakdown. Um, Before we get out of here, one last question. Um, What is your favorite comedy?
1: Favorite comedy, man. That's easy. I know people love Dave Chappelle and uh, Cat Williams and Kevin Hart. Give me Jamie Foxx. I might need security. That was my favorite comedy of all time, man. Stand-up comedy. Is that what we're talking about, right?
0: No, no we're talking about just comedy movie. Um, I, I think you're confusing comedy with comedian. Um, hey, I I thought- was, that must be that Linda McKinley education. Hey, man. But, um... Okay,
1: man. Okay, enough. I'm going to go Step Brothers, man. Step Brothers is my movie. People could call it corny, but Will Ferrell. Did his thing as Step Brothers. Semi-Pro is pretty good as well. But Step Brothers is my favorite.
0: All right. I'm going old school. Um, like, literally, I'm going the movie Old School. Um, I think you can't go wrong with any Will Ferrell movie. Old School is in my comedy hall of fame. So is Anchorman. Um, yes. yes. For another podcast, I would like to hear your comedy hall of fame top five. Yeah. Um, Maybe we can go over that in the next podcast, but that
1: sounds good, man.
0: For the um, "Troll Is Life" fantasy football podcast, I am Nathan Schultz. This is Casey Hood. Thanks for coming on this evening.
1: Great podcast, man! Thanks for having me, Nate.
0: Uh, yes, sir. You have a good evening.
1: You too.